The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Now, over the last 24 hours, as you know, Donald Trump has been found liable, that's the word, as opposed to as guilty, for sexually assaulting Jean Carroll, a magazine columnist in a department store in New York in the 1990s. What are the implications of this for the election? A lot of us will want to know. And joining me now is the former Chief of Staff for Donald Trump and Chair of Actum Global Consultants, Mick Mulvaney. Mick, you're very welcome to the show. Emmett, it's nice to see you. Now, this can't be good news in the sense that this was a male jury, this was a high-profile trial for Mr. Trump. It's the first time he's ever been convicted of anything like this. It was a jury trial, that's accepted. But nevertheless, you now have somebody who has been found guilty of sexual assault going into an election. You can't paint this any other way, surely, but as a, as a very significant setback. Um, it's a setback. I don't know how significant it is to let you know what's going on over here. The Trump team, as of now, as you and I speak, are starting to send out their first fundraising emails, trying to take advantage of this and turn it to their advantage. That What they're trying to do is make it look as politically motivated as the criminal charges were uh, in Manhattan a few weeks ago. Of course, this is a civil case. It's a jury trial. It's not a criminal case. It's not an indictment. The two things are very, very different. But the Trump team got a lot of positive support, even from their critics, such as myself, with those criminal charges a couple weeks back. And they're trying now to sort of conflate the two uh, to turn this to their advantage. I think it's an uphill climb, but certainly that is the uh, that's the attitude in the Trump camp this morning. Yeah, I mean, the the whole argument up to now has been, yeah, there's all the Trump baggage, but it's, it's not sufficiently big enough to look at another candidate. But when does it pile up to such an amount and such a a weight that other candidates start to say, Look, we know you like Trump. We know you are disciples of Trump. But I'm Rick DeSantis or I'm Nikki Haley or I'm whoever. I don't come with this train loads of baggage. Give me a look in. Yeah, and and it's been absolutely deafening, the silence from the other candidates uh, here in the last 24 hours. Only some of the fringe candidates uh, have attacked Donald Trump for this. Um, The head of the Republican National Committee actually defended him or at least defended something like him. It was a very strange conversation yesterday on television. But Nikki Haley's not said anything. Ron DeSantis has not said anything. Tim Scott's not said anything. Um, you know, they're in a tricky position. They, 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 they need to get separation from Donald Trump in order to beat him in a primary, but they need to do so in such a fashion that doesn't alienate the hardcore Trump voters because they would need those folks in a general election, presumably against Joe Biden. So it's a very difficult situation. And as a result, deafeningly quiet. Um, not a lot of criticism of Donald Trump from his competitors here in the last 12 hours. Yeah, they have to obviously just be careful about where they go on this. But having said all of that, I mean, this is quantitatively different, isn't it? I mean, the, the evidence was heard. It was a civil case. As I said, it was a male jury. Or sorry, in terms of majority. The lady in question is not an active politician or she's not on the field of play in terms of politics. I mean, it's going to be hard for them to say and just put this in the same file as all the other stuff, isn't it? Hard, uh, but not impossible. There are there are cracks they can exploit. For example, the the lawsuit was funded by a major Democrat political donor. Um, the woman making the accusation testified that she was encouraged by some of Trump's political opponents to bring the lawsuit in the first place. So there are cracks there. Of course, the response that anyone can and should make to that is that, well, OK, but the jury heard that. 
The jury heard all of those defenses. The jury heard all of the supposed weaknesses of the political motivation and still found President Trump liable. So, uh, yeah, you're right. It's, it's, good. It's, it's going to be difficult for them to take advantage of, but it's not impossible. It's certainly not impossible amongst their most devoted supporters. Um, I fully expect that, uh, that Donald Trump's 35 to 40 percent hardcore support within the Republican voter base, it will be unmoved by this by this outcome. I think the general population, the general electorate um, may turn against Trump on this, but not the Republican primary base. Now, he had a lot of problems in the last presidential election among women voters, the suburban moms, a lot of people said sort of revolted on him in a, in a certainly a large portion of them did. I mean, just taking that particular group who are pivotal, this can't be a good outcome if just in terms of having his perception even worsen among that particular group. Yeah, the way I try to describe it to people is that uh, is there a voter, any voter, find me one voter that fits this description. They didn't vote for Trump in 2016 or 2020. He needs them to vote for him in 2024 so he can change the outcome from 2020 that didn't vote for him then, but might vote for him now that he has been found liable of sexual assault. He's like, well, you know, he's not, maybe he's not my guy. Maybe he's not my favorite. Oh, wait a second. He just, we just was charged by a jury with sexually assaulting a woman. Oh, then count me in. That voter doesn't exist. Donald Trump cannot possibly add to his voting base with this type of behavior, with these types of outcomes. Again, I think it doesn't move the needle in the general, excuse me, in the, in the Republican primary. I continue to believe that Trump will be the nominee. But I think it continues, his activity continues to undermine his electability in a general election against Joe Biden. Yeah, like if you just take a reality check and you sort of say to yourself, hang on, I'm going on television here to say the following. Hey, he wasn't done for rape. He was only done for sexual abuse. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's, it's sort of how far down have you sunk in terms of the moral swamp that you find yourself in that position, which some of his defenders have found themselves in over the last 24 hours. Like it, it is a peculiar place to be in. It is. But, you know, Donald Trump is a peculiar politician. He's broken all of the rules. Uh, he's done dozens of things that would end most people's ordinary political careers. I know my political career couldn't survive one of his scandals, uh, but they seem to sort of make him stronger. Again, it's not lost on me as uh, someone who follows American politics very closely. They're fundraising off of this. What that means is they're now sending out emails to tens of millions of people saying, can you see how badly Donald Trump was treated in this New York case? Uh, please send him $25 so he can defend himself. And they will raise millions upon millions of dollars by doing that. So um, it, is a, it is a peculiar time in American politics for sure, Emmett, if that's your, uh, if that's your suggestion. <laughs> I mean, it's sort of an anti-establishment fervor has gone so far that even just a, a verdict of a jury, you know, is sort of just discounted immediately. It is, it is a peculiar one in that sense. And, and looking at the appeal, I mean, does that not bring up the danger that this will hang around for another while? Obviously, it may be dispatched by the time the election itself is run. But I mean, do you think part of his team will be saying, is appeal actually a good idea at this point? Oh, he'll appeal just because he can't stand to lose. Um, and my guess is he'll fire his lawyers, f- hire a new lawyer to handle the appeal. Uh, I, I didn't follow the trial closely enough. Uh, I used to practice law many years ago. I don't have any opinion as to whether or not there are weaknesses in the process that might be subject to a, a viable appeal. I, I don't have any opinion on that. But my guess is, Knowing Mr. Trump like I do, he will appeal it. That way he can say he's appealing it. 
uh, when he gets to a debate, they can say, well, we're appealing it, so I don't want to talk about it. That was sort of the defense he used for several years on not releasing his um, his tax returns, was that he was fighting with the IRS over something and that he didn't want to, uh, you know, uh, interfere with that dispute. So, no, my guess is they will appeal. The bigger question, though, um, um, Emmett, is these other lawsuits, is the lawsuit that's coming forth, we expect, in Georgia. Um, the federal grand jury in Washington, D.C. continues to have take testimony, sworn testimony from witnesses, including the former vice president, Mr. Pence. There are other new uh, legal challenges on the horizon for Donald Trump that probably weigh more uh, on him right now than the appeal of this particular decision. So finally, uh, before I let you go, Mick, um, in terms of the other candidates then, as you said, they're not making hay on this particular episode. But if you're a Rick DeSantis, do you just sit back and let the fire burn? Do you just let all these cases mount up and... Trump sort of drown among all the, the detritus of the different cases? Is, you know that you don't need to say anything. The stuff will do its own work. That's got to be it, right? That's got to be that the strategy that they're all taking is what is to be gained by going in and saying, look, I don't, I've never paid hush money to porn stars or I, I've never been accused of sexual abuse. That if, if, if the voters don't know that, um, then, you know, you telling them is probably not going to change their mind. So I, I think staying quiet, I understand why they're staying quiet, which is that they can't really add anything to the, the, the debate. Folks who either have, have liked Donald Trump are going to stay with him or they're going to make their own minds up to leave. And I don't think there's anything that Ron DeSantis or Nikki Haley or Tim Scott can do to change that. They can't tell people anything those, that the folks don't already know. It's going to be up to the voters whether or not they decide it's time to move on. We have so much to look forward to or not to look forward to, depending on where you come from in election 2024. But for the moment, thank you very much, former Chief of Staff for Donald Trump and Chair of Actum Global Consultants, Mick Volvani. Thank you for joining us on The Hard Shoulder. Thanks, Emmett. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.